Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And plenty of football to talk about on today's show. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man, for that scintillating introduction. It is an NFL round them up and wrap them up today. We'll go over some college football, too. Great weekend of uh, pigskin action flying around Saturday, Sunday. We might even sneak in a little high school football talk as well. Big dog and a coach with you. Right up until 11 o'clock, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Producer extraordinaire, David Olson. On the other side of the glass, we'll play a little bit of music, and then we will kick this particular Monday, September 17th show off and running. Thank you very much, Mr. Olson, for that scintillating music. And Coach of the Big Dog with you right up until 11 o'clock. Phone lines will be open throughout the show. You want to talk about your favorite football team out there? You can do so, even if it's a Chicago Bears team that played back all the way on Thursday, which seems like eons ago after watching all the NFL games yesterday. 888-463-6748, the phone number. And, David, before we forget, we should wish everybody, or not everybody, but wish everybody of the uh, Jewish brethren a happy Rosh Hashanah today, the Jewish New Year. A lot of kids off of school today, so we have to be careful of our uh, programming. So happy Rosh Hashanah out there. If you do have a day off of school celebrating the Jewish holiday and you're not orthodox enough to uh, prevent you from listening to Sports Talk Radio, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. But a happy Jewish New Year to all the members of the tribe, of which I am at least a uh, honorary. Well, I'm a technical member of. I'm not sure I'm fully accepted in, but technically, a member of the Jewish Brethren. It's a long story. I don't want to get into it right now. 888-463-6748. Lots of football action yesterday. It seems like, uh, you know, we talk parity in the NFL. No better way to explain it than uh, you look down the NFL standings now. And there's a whole lot of one-on-one, one-on-one, one-on-one. A couple of divisions, I think, where everybody is one-on-one. Now, I understand. We're only two games into the National Football League season, but uh, a lot of unos and unos out there. A lot of upsets. A lot of teams that look really, really good week one. Knocked back down to earth. And a lot of teams that, uh, you know, again, we we so overreact on the first week of the NFL season, but a lot of teams people had written off. No chance this year. And week one confirmed that. Uh, week two did not confirm it. A lot of underdog teams came back and pulled off some big wins. It was actually a pretty good Week of, uh, weekend of NFL football. No question about it. Uh, last night, the giant, or the, uh, 49ers knocking off the Detroit Lions. Did you see the handshake? That was called the handshake game there, David. But it was kind of cool. I thought all the tension was broken when, and you got to give Jim, uh, is it Schwartz or Schwantz? Schwantz was the special teams. Schwartz, right? Because Jimmy Schwantz was a special teams player for the Bay. Jim Schwartz, the Detroit Lions, he appeared to come over and make the gesture before the game. And shake hands. It was a little bit uncomfortable. They didn't have a long conversation, but at least they broke the ice, shook hands with the Jimmy Harbo, and Jim Harbo smiled back, and that kind of that kind of was cool. I didn't see the end, but apparently it was just the normal handshake. 
So we got that one over. 49ers did win the ball game, though. I think 27-19 Lions scored late. And I didn't watch San Francisco's first game against the Packers, heard about it, but uh, did watch a decent portion of the Sunday night game. That defense? I mean, you could say week one we overrate things and, you know, we build it up too much. Not in the case of the San Francisco 49er defense, for uh, folks, for real. I mean, at front seven, they just cloud things up. And they're not just, you know, in position. They're not just constantly in the right spots. But when they hit you, they drive you back. I mean, there's some collision auto insurance going on on that particular defense. Really knocking people back. Defensive backfield, solid pressure on the quarterback. Matt Stafford running, uh, you know, if you, if you want to get in Matt Stafford's face early, I think you can, can disrupt his passing game. You get him out of his comfort zone. That showed yesterday for sure. Detroit Lions passing game up until the uh, fourth quarter for nil. And Calvin Johnson, you know, averaged like four yards a catch coming up into the fourth quarter. Big win for the 49 upsets across the board. Upsets across the board. New England Patriots get knocked off by Arizona at New England. Love the panning of the crowd, the panning of the players, and the panning of one Bill Belichick after the field goal miss. It was like disbelief. They, they thought for sure with who's their field goal kicker? Is it Gronkowski? Or is that the tight end? The kid who made, he made four. That's the tight end. That's the tight end. But I think the field goal kicker's name, we'll check that out in a second. But the kid made like four long field goals. So they get the turnover late. I think it was Ryan Williams who fumbles the football. Are you kidding me? With a minute left. And it looks like New England is going to pull one out. And their field goal kicker trucks on the field. They already made four of them. It looking good. It's automatic. What was it, about a 42-yarder? And he goes wide left, badly. Badly wide left. And the look on the New England fans, the players, I mean, they just thought for sure because they're New England. And they got that late turnover that, you know, they were going to pull one out. They didn't. Arizona, by the way, 2-0. The Cardinal, not one of those one-on-one teams. How about that? Arizona at 2-0, but the Patriots lose. And, again, the look on Bill Belichick's face made my uh, made my Sunday's worth of NFL watching all the while. All the well worth it. Again, you want to chime in on your favorite team, 888-463-6748. Great games across the board when the big dog joins us. We'll do a quick NFL round them up, wrap them up across the board. Seattle knocking off Dallas 27 to 7. The Cowboys looked awfully good in week one, knocking off the Giants. But as we've seen from the Dallas Cowboys over the past, oh, five, ten years in the Jerry Jones era of recent inconsistency, the only thing they're consistent about is their inconsistency. They get, they don't lose to Seattle. They get hammered. Russell Wilson. Good day for rookie quarterbacks, by the way. Robert Griffin III, who was the best rookie quarterback on day one, he had another great game. He lost. But Andrew Luck, winner. Ryan Tannehill, Miami Dolphins, killed me on my beat the small football prediction. Winner. Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawk, winner. Rookies. Guys stepping in right from college football, playing immediately in the NFL and doing effectively. That says something about the level of football you're seeing at the high levels in uh, collegiate football. Seattle 27-7 to over Indianapolis. Worst team in football last year. They didn't look too good against the Bears except for the first quarter. They knock off the Minnesota Vikings. Upset there with most people, including myself and the big dog. And I think, David Olson, you were jumping on board, too, after watching 
a little bit of the hard knocks on the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they just look, you know, it's hard to look bait. Normally you watch a team on hard knocks. And you get false expectations. You think, you know, you're, you start to get to know these guys. You think they're better than you, you know, that they actually are. But you watch this hard knocks is like, no, nah, there's something missing. Yeah, yeah, you knew, you knew they were going to be as bad as they have been. Yeah, I mean, they win yesterday. Woo, win yesterday, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, we'll see. They got a while to go. Thirty they, they got a ways but, to go. You know, Oakland, not a, you know, Oakland. Uh, you could say the same thing about Oakland. As we said about uh, the beloved Dallas Cowboys, the only thing consistent about the Oakland Raiders the last five, ten years has been their inconsistency. Actually, that's probably not even true. They've been bad more than they've been good, but they showed week one. Looked like a decent team. They lost down the stretch, but they get hammered. The Dolphins, 35-13. to 13, Are you kidding me? Upsets across the board. The Arizona or the St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams pulling out a victory. 31 to 28 upset special there. Buffalo Bills knocking off the KC Chiefs. David Olson, who's been perfect, producer extraordinaire. It has beat the Schmoes football picks. Uh, you know, very confidently picked the Kansas City Chiefs over the Buffalo Bills. His confidence level was diminished somewhat by the fact that I also picked the uh, Buffalo Bills. That should have been the death note. But another upset there, the Buffalo Bills, easy. Easy over the Chiefs. So it was a lot of upsets and a lot of one-on-one records right now in NFL football. We'll do a full round of up, wrap up with the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Speaking of which, I believe joining me on the phone lines right now, my very esteemed partner, who once reportedly turned down a full frontal pictorial in a Baltimore Ravens preview magazine. That's reportedly. Hasn't been confirmed, but it is. My good partner, football fanatic Joel Radwanski, joining us. Big dog, how are you? Uh, I definitely have. I have been better. The allergies are just crazy out here, ah. and uh, I, I got to tell you, as a Chicago Bear fan, I'm glad I, I couldn't watch any football this weekend. Oof. Well, first of all, before we get into your analysis, can we dispel the rumor uh, of the full frontal pictorial in the Ravens preview magazine? No truth to that, correct? No, we cannot. Thank you. Well, we can't dispel it. We cannot. Wow. Wow. All right. So that that week eight preview of the Bengals and Ravens game uh, might have been spruced up. They they ended out going with the picture of Ray Lewis, but it could have been a different one, huh? You never know, Coach. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, maybe it was they were talking about short yarded situations. I don't know. Thank you very much. How are you, Big Dog? So you got a you got hay fever. I'm with you, by the way. Brutal allergies, and B, you and I'm not with you on this. You watched no football over the weekend? No, all I got to watch was uh, on uh, last night, I got to watch like the last five minutes, literally from five minutes back of uh, of the 49ers in Detroit. I, I really wish I could watch football, but that isn't going to happen for me for a couple months. How was the post-game handshake? Uh, I didn't see it, but uh, I guess Schwartz was upset that uh, John Har- or Jim Harbaugh was non apologetic about whooping his ass one more time. <laughs> I got that. He must be the most unlikable coach in the league right now, Mark Schwartz. Really? I kind of oh, I I like him. I can't stand that guy. Really? I wonder well, what the Detroit Lions... the cheapest team in the league. Just, uh, I think Adama gets two picks players up, drops them on their head. Their offensive line is renowned for uh, chop-blocking people and just being cheap. And that guy's upset about a coach giving him too firm of a handshake. He needs to get his head out of his ass. Mark Schwartz, well, 
is exactly what's wrong with football. His players <laughs> are the cheapest in the league, and he whines about everything. It's ridiculous. Uh, to his credit, though, dog, at the start of the game, uh, Jim Schwartz made the walk over the other sidelines and had a brief, very brief conversation, but a smile, and he did shake the hands of Jimmy Harbaugh pregame. So you got to give him credit for at least that. Okay, yeah, that's that, that's fine. That's quite all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see the ha- post-game handshake, but apparently there was no uh, histronics. But more importantly, the 49ers knocked off Jim Schwartz and his Detroit Lions. And I made the comment before you came on, Big Dog, sometimes we get carried away too much in week one. 49er defense, awesome against the Packers. You know, wow, that front seven. Well, and, and a lot of stuff was proven untrue in week two. One of the things that was confirmed is how damn good that 49er defense is. They are for real, and, I mean, they hit and just beat up a good Detroit Lion offense yesterday. Now the Smith brothers getting it done, Alden Smith and Justin Smith. Yes. I don't know if they're actually related. Well, there's more than a few Smiths uh, hanging around the NFL and other professional sports, I'm going to take a wild guess and say they are not related, but they can both play, and it's they can both hit. One's white, one's African-American. You wouldn't think that they were actually brothers. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And they, they're the perfect complement. One is like the good pass rusher who's an incredible run stuffer, and the other mm-hmm. one's the incredible pass rusher who's, who's really good against the run. I mean, it's like the perfect complement for each, each player. It really awesome. is. Really is. I'd like to know who the tackling coach of the San Francisco 49ers is because they meet you and then they beat you. That's the approach that they seem to have. It's almost like Jim Harbaugh was so confident in his offense, Big Dog. It's almost like he told the player personnel guy because I know they changed up their roster. Remember before Harbaugh got there, they were bad. It's like, it's almost like he told him, hey, get me the best damn defensive players you can get me and, and leave me whoever you got on offense, Alex Smith. And, and you know what? My offensive system will be able to put enough points on the board. Just get me some great defensive players. That seemed to be the philosophy of Jimmy Harbaugh. Well, well think about their – they've got uh, Vernon Davis. And, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of – like their, their old offenses. Well, just like you said, Alex Smith, Vernon Davis, Michael Crabtree. All these guys were there before Harbaugh yeah, got there. Frank Frank Gore. Yeah, and they, they, they were never good. They never won. And here they are. Possibly. Well, two weeks in, they've been the most impressive team in the NFL after yep. two games. Yep. Yep. A lot of one-on-ones. What do you think out there, Big Doe? We t- we've been talking parity for a long time in the NFL. Some people think it's bad. I happen to enjoy that aspect of it. But um, uh, you look down the, the standings, Big Dog, and it's, it's just a array of one-on-ones, including in the Bears division, every single team, one-on-one. You, you know what? I don't uh, I don't know what I did on beat the smoke. But all my, I won again the, the 16 team, uh, league that I'm in in terms of picking games, confidence picks against the spread in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And every single thing I picked was if they won last week and lost this week, I picked against them. Good strategy. And I'm not kidding you, and I won yeah. again this week. Yeah, good strategy indeed. Like, oh, the, the Jets must be awesome. Look, they put 48 on the Bills, and the Bills must suck. Well, I picked against the Jets and for the Bills this week. It was just that yeah. I picked against the Redskins. This week, because everybody said RG three is incredible. I was like, "This he's going to come back to earth." Uh-huh. By the way, he is incredible. Yeah. Oh my God, he a robot. That guy is freaking great. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know I knew he was going to be good, coach. I didn't know he was going to be this good this early. He I don't know if he came quarterback in the league. I'm not sure he came back to earth. I think he's still in the stratosphere. You're absolutely yeah. right. A guy rushed for almost 100 yards. He was 20 for 29. Pay. He's outstanding. The problem is. 
the uh, St. Louis Rams joined him in the stratosphere with the receiver Danny Amendola setting a record, and quarterback Sam Bradford, awfully good. Yeah, I was I was told that way. Look at the the Rams are, are finishing off the Redskins, blah blah blah, and then next you know the their backup yep. uh, running back fumbles. So, oh. Brutal. There, there was some exciting ends to some of the games. Yeah, well, New England Patriots. You know, Arizona had the game one, and their running back fumbled. Patriots recover the ball, and you think, you know, yeah, here we go with New England again. They're going to pull one out. Did we ever get the kicker's name, David? I thought it was. Is it? It's, it, uh, Ron, it's no, it's like Grotkowski. Okay, or something. It's Steven Steven Goskowski. So they got a tight end named Gronkowski. And a field goal kicker named Grodkowski, but he had made no, four. No, Gus, Gus, Guskowski. Huh? Guskowski. Oh, okay. God bless you. But the bottom line is, uh, everybody thought, you know what I mean? New England was going to pull one out, big dog. And they miss wide left, and I mean, he shanked it. And the guy hit four beautiful field goals earlier. Heck of a kicker, but he just shanked it. Wasn't even close. The look on Bill Belichick's face, big dog, I was able to go to sleep happy last night knowing that Bill Belichick uh, was not able to chalk one up to another victory. And that, that well, look on his face. Are you a hater, Coach? Huh? Are you a hater? Well, I don't know about a hater, but I just enjoyed the look on the faces of the Patriot fans, the Patriots, and Bill Belichick himself. Because I'm sure they thought when the kicker went out for his fifth field goal of the game, a very makeable 42-yarder, that they were going to pull one out because we are the New England Patriots. And I respect them. They... Heck of a football team, but at least for one moment in time. And maybe it would be good for the Patriots to lose a game like that. It might be good in the long run, but, I, I yeah, I I did enjoy the moment, I have to admit. Okay, well, yeah, you shouldn't be hating. That's not coach. Especially <laughs> in the long run, it, it will not work out for you. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for bringing me back to earth. By the way, beat the Schmoes. Big deal. We talk about parody in the NFL. Parody is not hit and beat the Schmoes. You and me. What did the yeah. dog go? One and one and two or zero oh and three. One and two for the big dog. One and two for me, big dog. So you, both you and me struggling. We're now three weeks into it. You know we're 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 moving along here. David Olson, he didn't go three and zero oh again, but he did go two and one. So the separation between the leader and the rest of the pack is becoming great. Oh, that's too bad. Yep. I don't know. I'm debating. I'm gonna let. You know, I don't want to go to a rash. Judgment, but then again, I don't like to linger in mediocrity either. I, you know, I'm going to wait. Certainly on the Jewish New Year, I would not fire my entire staff, big dog, but I'm warning you right now, by midday tomorrow, I might have a new crew assisting me on Beat the Schmoes football picks. That's nice to know, Coach. <laughs> oh, goodness. And the uh, Big John, I think, went 2-1. and one. I don't know about Swamp Rat, any of our callers, of course, uh, or emailers can check in on Fridays and play Beat the Schmoes, a popular parlor game. You pick any three games against the spread, high school, college, or pro. The dog and the coach struggling early. But, uh, ah, so you didn't get to watch. Did you at least watch some of the highlights on uh, the NFL shows last night, dog? No, I haven't. That's why we got to talk some football. Give me more stuff that I, that I can find out that happened yesterday. All right. Let's, let's, should we do a quick NFL round them up, wrap them up? I would love to. I need to find out who won and who lost yesterday, Coach. <laughs> Reactionary. Sports Talk Radio. That's what it is with the dog and the coach. By the way, you want to have reactions with us, uh, reactions, proactions, inactions, whatever it takes. We'll take your phone calls at 888-463-6748. Again, feel free to dial it up, talk a little NFL football with us. 888 
463-6748. Here we go, Big Dog. Quick. NFL round them up, wrap them up right from the top. Carolina, the Panther over New Orleans, 35 to 27. Cam Newton, good. Not great, but good, but New Orleans. Oh, and two. No reason to panic. Well, with everybody else one and one, I guess there really is no reason to panic, right, coach? No. I, I wasn't saying that sarcastically, actually. They got plenty of time. Getting no, adjusted. They better figure it out pretty soon, coach. Well, uh, that would be true. I mean, you, they have, what, two divisional losses? So far, I believe that is correct. Yeah, because so, yeah, you can't be losing division games like this. And mm-hmm. and let, let's face it, you know, you say there's no reason to panic. This is a team that doesn't have their head coach, a bunch of other coaches, yep. uh, a couple of players. That they might panic. That's the whole thing. Eh, but they got a veteran team too, so I'm not so sure. But uh, you're right, a couple more, and then the panic button can be hit. And the assistant coaches you're talking about, actually, the guy, Joe Vitt. Who is going to fill in for Sean Payton? Is he's not coaching the team yet because of suspensions too? Is that right, Doug? Yeah, exactly. Joe Vitt. Okay, so he'll be back like a week six or seven. So I think the guy coaching the team right now is like the player personnel guy. Who last? Oh, whoever the whoever the player personnel guy is is suspended for the whole season. Also. Okay. Well, whoever is coaching the team, I think last coached. Last head coach as a sixth grade coach in a junior football program, and he was getting heat from the parents, and actually had to be released after four years as a junior high coach. So there you go. I got to tell you something. Sometimes the pressure of the NFL isn't as bad as pressures of angry soccer moms or football coaches. <laughs> I can speak to that firsthand. You are correct, Buffalo breath. Um, well, I almost said speaking of Buffalo, but they're the last game on the docket. Let's go right down the board here. Arizona 20, New England 18. We already talked about a missed field goal by uh, Grodkowski or whoever the hell the guy's name is. He misses the field goal. Arizona, not one-on-one, Big Dog. The Cardinal, 2-0. and How about that? Yeah, that's a little bit surprising. <clears throat> and what's up with Larry Fitzgerald? What, the guy had one catch yesterday? How are they going to beat anybody with... Larry Fitzgerald getting one catch the whole entire game mm-hmm. that they did. That's, and they got a backup quarterback, right? Kevin Kolb is the backup this year, and he's playing and winning. Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb. Yep. Who was it? Uh, John, don't call me, Tupac Shakur. Who was the uh, starting quarterback? John Skelton. Okay. Close uh, enough. But, and that is no <laughs> relation to Red Skelton. I, <laughs> uh, that's too bad because I love Red Skelton. All right. A lot of our fans listening to the show have no idea who Red Skelton is, Big Dog, which is... Red Skelton? Yeah. They don't know who Red Skelton is? No, I would say I'm willing to guess 75% of the vast <laughs> listening audience uh, uh, listening to our show right now have no idea who Red Skelton is. Actually, it's Skelton. Skelton. That's the word, Skelton. Which we, yeah, which I said three times. And they and they can find out on uh, Talk Zones when radio was. We feature Red Skelton quite often. Excellent. Yeah. Skelton, that you, guy cracked me up. I seriously, he's one of the funniest one-liner yeah. guy ever. Yep. You feature him, David? I mean, he comes yeah, it's on, when he comes radio on the was. show? It's, uh, it's, radio, it's radio shows from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Ah, okay. I thought maybe we, we had, we had yeah, him on. They, they feature the Red Skelton show yeah, once or uh, okay. once or twice a month. All right. I thought he was coming on live, which would have been a heck of a scoop. Because I think Red Skelton passed away a few years ago. I think more than a few. It was like a decade ago. Yeah, well, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt in case any of the Skelton family is listening. I didn't want to rub salt in the wound. Next game on the NFL, round them up, wrap them up. Seattle 27, Dallas 7. Seattle, you remember, Big Dog, 
They had four plays from the five-yard line to win their first game and couldn't get it done. So they played pretty well in game one. You know, everybody thought Dallas, after beating the Giants in week one, the Cowboys are going to have Seattle all over Dallas 27-7. to uh, Straight up, Seattle's got the best defensive secondary in all of football. And it's going to be proven that Seattle's got a really good defense coach, and they're going to put a blanket on a lot of receivers this year. So I'm not surprised whatsoever about the win up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. All right. Russell Wilson, uh, not great, but pretty good. Rookie quarterback. One of many rookie quarterbacks getting their first victory yesterday. And Marshawn Lynch, uh, I, I don't know if I'd put him top five, but went on. He's one of the better running backs in the league. He went for 122 yards yesterday, Doug. Coach, I, I don't know what it is. Marshall, when Marshawn Lynch wants to run, when he's running angry, when he goes into beast mode, Marshawn Lynch is incredible, Coach. Okay. All right, game four, NFL round em up, wrap em up, regular Monday segment, dog and the coach. Phone lines open if you want to chime in, 888-463-6748. Another rookie quarterback gets a win, Andrew Luck, Indianapolis. Great game. Gets the Minnesota Vikings. Neither team is going to be in the Super Bowl, but that doesn't prevent it from being a great game, folks. 23-20, to the Vikings came back with a couple of late touchdowns to make it close, but 53-yarder at the buzzer. Actually, eight seconds left. Adam Vinatieri, big dog, 53-yarder, and the Indy Colts win their game one. Somewhere the New England Patriots are one of where Adam Vinatieri went. Yep. And Adam Vinatieri is like, if I'd have known Peyton Manning was going to leave, I wouldn't have signed this long of a contract. Yep. They don't put hall of they don't put kickers in the hall of fame. Big dog on the fact that Ray Guy, the greatest punter of all time, is not in the hall of fame is a gross injustice. But when Adam Vinatieri retires, however many years after, and he's eligible, is he going to break that rule about no kickers in the hall? Jan Stenrud is in the hall of fame. Yeah, I, I know there's a few, but in general, it's. But I think Vinatieri. I, I think. He's got to go. I would think He's so. He's got to go. He makes every single clutch kick ever. He always makes them. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he can't kick from 53 anymore. But the game was online, so he can kick from 53. That's just how Venetary mm-hmm. uh, is. So, uh, mm-hmm. yes, he is a Hall of Fame kicker. Coach. Okay. Big win for Indy. We should mention congrats to uh, Coach Chuck Pagano for getting his uh, first victory as a National Football League head coach. How about Philadelphia in Baltimore? Back and forth. That game went 24-23. The Eagles are 2-0. They're doing it the hard way, dog. A lot of turnovers. Michael Vick and company, I think, what, they had four turnovers. But late, 80-yard touchdown drive. Eagles win it. Vick runs 14 yards for the winning score. You know, Coach, uh, I watched the beginning of that game. Michael Vick was playing absolutely horrible. How he can just have so many bad turnovers. It's just, and they're 2 0. I just can't explain how a team could play. They had five turnovers week one and barely beat the Browns. Yeah. They had three more yesterday. The interception Michael Vick threw yesterday was as bad as you can throw as an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. And yet they're 2 0 at this point. And they, they have got to be leading the NFL in turnovers, which is the worst stat you want to have in the NFL. Two ways of looking at it. Two ways of looking at it. One, they're really not playing that well. They've squeezed out a 2-0 record. The turnovers are going to catch them. The Philadelphia Eagles are, you know, going to fight to be 9-7 and this year. That's one aspect of it. The other, and I'm tending to lean this way, is that they've, you know, battled through nine turnovers. They're not playing really good football. Somehow they're 2-0. You win a couple games like that, knowing that you've given stuff away. It, it 
very quietly, unconsciously builds up a team's confidence, and the Eagles could uh, go on a little roller coaster ride upwards from here. Yeah, that, it definitely can. And, you know, this is the dream team from last year that everybody thought couldn't be beat. It's basically the same team. Yep. So uh, why couldn't they finally get it together and actually play good football? The only thing that's holding them back is uh, Andy Reid, who needs to realize that if he ran the ball every once in a while, his team would be much better. Mm-hmm. They yeah. throw the ball way too much. Michael Vick had 59 pass attempts in week one. No wonder why they barely beat the Browns. By the way, there are a number of birds in Philadelphia that apparently have put a petition out. They'd love to have a statue of Andy Reid outside Eagle Stadium. Good to know. Uh, at least I entertain myself. All right, Miami, the Dolphin, knock off Oakland. It was upset Sunday. Big Dog, as you said, expect the unexpected. That was the way to make the picks. It worked for you winning your confidence pool. Uh, Miami knocks off Oakland. They didn't just beat them. They I beat took them. Oakland. I, I got that one wrong. All right, but the, the Dolphins, who we all, you know, we all thought the worst team in the NFL, not only win, but they crushed the Oakland Raiders 35-13. to And our guy Reggie Bush, 172 yards, he can still play. Yeah, the guy's a really good player. It's funny, it's like I've had somebody say, he's a bust, he's never done anything in the NFL. I said, oh yeah, except, you know, win a Super Bowl with the Saints. I mean, he's a good player, coach. You know, he's never going to lead the league in rushing, but Mm -hmm. when you think about everything he does for a team, he's he's an all-purpose, all-around player, pretty good player. Yeah, and what I like about, and he was never my favorite player coming out of college, and when I heard some of the shenanigans that caused him to lose his Heisman Trophy, he didn't help that cause, so... Not a Reggie Bush fan at all, but what I like, Big Dog, is he came into the NFL with all the accolades and a certain style, the breakaway type. He's kind of reinvented himself a little bit. He's changed his style. I give him credit for that, and he's become a productive NFL player, but he's a different player than he came out of college. Yeah, When he was out of college, he was basically a split end who could carry the ball every once in a while. Yeah, and now he's a, he truly is a running back now. Well, when he, even when he got carries early in his career, it was all about the breakaway. He was trying to beat you to the sidelines. Very little of it was, you know, cutbacks and actually showing some pure running back. He's more of a pure runner now than just because, you know, he had that great speed and elusiveness early. Anyhow. Well, that's because the Saints always had pure Thomas who ran between the tackles. Yes. University of Illinois' very own Pierre Thomas. Yeah, and who never was used at the University of Illinois. No. And I think it was the NFL. We're like, we yes. had him for four years. Yep. Yeah, couldn't start for a 5-5 five and five Illinois team, <laughs> but became one of the top ten runners in the NFL. And by the way, Pierre Thomas for New Orleans yesterday, Big Dog, yeah. nine carries. They only gave it to him nine to 110 yards, fourth best in the NFL in yards gained. And he only had nine carries. The other guys that are in the top – Bush had 26, C.J. Spiller 15, Marshawn Lynch 26, Arian Foster 20, Pierre Thomas in nine carries, average 12 yards. The Fighting Illini kid can still play. Yeah, that's the, he's one heck of a player, Coach. Yeah. I mean, he really is, uh, and he's one of the best in between the tackles running backs in the yep. NFL. Yep. All right, San Francisco over Detroit. We uh, talked about that one. Dog was able to watch the exciting conclusion of that. 49ers 27, Lions 19. The defense just stifled what we all know can be. A pretty dynamic Lions uh, offense, but the 49ers go 2-0, and Doug. Just like you were saying, I mean, they've got a great front seven on defense. And uh, 
I just like Harbaugh's attitude. He's going to be a great NFL coach. He's going to be around for a while. I, he might be the Fortnite's coach for like 15 years. I mean, I think he's going to be out there a long time, coach. Unless maybe his dream is to coach the Chicago Bears one day. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> How about a Harbaugh versus Harbaugh Super Bowl down the road? Maybe this year, but two of the better coaches in the league right now, both with the last name Harbaugh. Of course, their dad was a highly successful coach as well. Yeah, excellent coach. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you, you don't think it's possible that Jim Harbaugh ends up coaching the Chicago Bears eventually one day? No. Well, all day. right. Possible? Yes. Likely? No. There's a lot of bad blood. Bad blood between the McCaskies and Harbaugh? No. Harbaugh in the city of Chicago, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. Because you're right. I, I, when he was the quarterback here in Chicago, he got lambasted by everyone. Yeah, including and, his and coach. That was one of the worst offensive <laughs> lines that the Bears have ever had. Yeah. And all he did was just hang in there and get beat up every week by the other opposing teams and all the fan base in the city of Chicago. I think I was the only guy in Chicago that actually liked Harbaugh when he was a quarterback. Okay. All right. I, like I said, his head coach, Mike Ditka, after the first couple of years, not that big a fan. You think if Harbaugh came back, he would name, uh, like, Mike Ditka the offensive coordinator. Any chance there? Yeah, Mike Ditka is the offensive coordinator. That makes a lot of sense for some of the – we're going to run the sweep. <laughs> we're going to run the wham. That's all <laughs> football back to the 1950s would be beautiful. Uh, let's move back to the roundup wrap-up. Let's get back to the current present time, St. Louis and Washington. Great game, very entertaining game. Again, two teams not going to make the Super Bowl, but – Despite that, they uh, it was a heck of an NFL game, and the Redskins uh, controlled early, but the Rams came back, won at 31-28. to Sam Bradford can play, and our guy, one of our favorite coaches, dog, he's making a difference. Jeffrey Fisher got the uh, Ram playing some solid football. Uh, one of the most uncomfortable giveaways of all time, they had Jeff Fisher porn stash day at St. Louis Rams, Edward Jones Day, whatever the heck that is. And the whole stadium was full of Jeff Fisher's mustaches. Yeah, the stash, the stash is back. I think they actually had, they were selling like edible stashes, which is very disturbing. You know, you get like dipping dots and they'd have a mustache on the outside. You get different flavored mustache on a stick. It's, they're taking, you know, it was kind of cute at first all, but they're taking the thing a little bit too far. The hair doesn't taste good though. Yeah, I will tell you though, the blueberry stash on a stick, Apparently pretty tasty. <laughs> I love when I get the big dog speeches. All right, help me out here. Danny Amendola. I don't know where he played college. I'm not sure that I've ever heard of him before yesterday. He caught 12 passes in the first half. I think that tied a NFC record. He caught 15 total for 160 yards for today's quiz and prize and a trip. To downtown Naperville, Joe Rodwanski, who is Danny Amendola? You know, it's so funny as a guy could lead the NFL in all-purpose yardage, and you've never heard of the guy before. I'm not sure that's, I that's have. Pretty bad. When that's did he lead? Bad. When did he lead in all-purpose? I would have to say 2011 or 2010. Wow. The guy's been the kickoff returner for the for the Rams forever. David Olson, and, that's uh, embarrassing. And that's just you know, inexcusable. You can, you don't watch uh, NFL Hard Knocks, do you? Hard Knocks? Uh, yeah, I watch. Do you remember the year that uh, the the Cowboys decided to keep all those 
so-called talented wide receivers like Des Bryant and yeah, and like, I, I can't even think of the other who's the who's the the big like the real. <laughs> this is like five years ago. Well, Miles and Austin. Santa, I remember Miles Austin. Is it Antonio Bryant? That guy. Remember him? Yep. That well, yeah, they kept him, and they cut Amandola. And immediately, Amandola started catching like like ridiculous amount of passes from the St. Louis Rams, and the the the, the Cowboys haven't had a great receiver since. So it's like one of he's one of those guys just because of his skin color, he can't catch on in the NFL. But everywhere he goes, he's uh, he's productive. Productive. Where did he? Uh, uh, play I, I'm his... almost positive it was Texas Tech. I'm almost positive, not 100 percent positive. All right, very good. St. Louis Rams, big win. New York Giants, Tampa Bay, 31-24. Bounce back victory for the Giants. It was a struggle. First half, Eli Manning gave up uh, three interceptions, big dog, but they scored 25 points in the fourth quarter. By the way, Manning ended out ended out with 510 passing yards, most of it to Vic Cruz and Hakeem Nicks. Yeah, look, when I saw that stat, I was like, is that right? 510 yards? I could not <laughs> believe what I was seeing. I, I, I had to look at it like five times yep. when I was looking at the, the numbers last night. And the story of that, I didn't get to hear any of it, but when I was watching the end of the, the San Francisco 49 game, the first thing they do is show the, the Tampa Bay and, and New York highlights. And at the end of the game in victory formation, somebody from the Buccaneers yeah. jumped the line and hammered Eli. Yeah. That is so Bush League, I can't even explain how Bush League that is. That's as bad as it gets. I'm with you, dog. There's a huge, and it went on yesterday. I'm listening on radio, NFL Network, and on the TV uh, yesterday, huge controversy, back and forth. You know, is it is it you know legitimate football? Well, we play all 60 minutes. I'm completely with you, garbage, as Kenny Rogers used to say. you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. It's NFL football. The game's over. Victory formation, absolutely cheap shot. But amazingly, dog, 52% of the country disagrees with us. No, I just, just wondered. Eli's knee had touched the ground already, right? When he got drilled. Yeah. No, no, no. It's important, Coach. Was it a legal hit or was it not a legal hit? It is important. Was it a legal well, hit or not? I'm not so sure it's that. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'd have to confirm well, uh, that. But I, I thought I, Eli's knee hit and then he got hit in the mouth. If you're good enough to hit the guy before he kneels down, okay. Well, you know what? Then I cannot believe you just made the greatest play in the history of the NFL. Go ahead, hit the quarterback. But his knee was down, and he was getting back up, and he gets drilled by a fat dude. No, that's that's bad. That's that's totally against what football's about. That's ridiculous. So, uh, but Greg Schiano though has to say the right thing. I'm going to back my player. He was making the plays. I'm never going yeah. to tell my players not play for 60 minutes. Now the post game, sure uh, the post game handshake got a little um, controversial. Got a little heated. Tom Coughlin. The veteran New York Giant coach, not all thrilled with the ex-collegiate, now NFL coach Greg Schiano. And he, yeah, got he was just, it was, Coughlin was just mad that he had to get off of his pedestal to walk over to shake the guy's <laughs> hand. <laughs> Woo! All right, moving on. Battle of Ohio, the game uh, that not many people outside of Ohio are watching, quite frankly. But Cincinnati, again, defeating Cleveland. The Browns just cannot get off the shine. It's unbelievable. How they've been mired in mediocrity for so many years. It's kind of sad, actually. But Cincinnati, 34, Cleveland, 27, and Andy Dalton quietly becoming a legit NFL quarterback. He had a big game, 320 yards, three touchdown, big win for the Bengal. Yeah, that's, it's no surprise. Andy Dalton's a really, really good quarterback. And, and the Bengals are going to win nine or ten games this year, Coach. Wow. 
I heard a lot of prognosticators saying the same thing at the start of the year. They have a very good defense, right? Extremely good defense coach. And, uh, and Marvin Lewis is one of those underrated coaches that just, like, continues uh, like you know, win eight games with a bad team. Well, now he's got a good yep. team, so he's going to go. They're going to end up winning like nine or ten games. I would like to see Marvin Lewis have some success. I do think he's a good coach, and uh, uh, not necessarily a Bengal fan, but I would enjoy seeing them succeed just to get Marvin Lewis a little kudos. Uh, statement: he's the King of the second chance. If you've messed up in life, just the Bengals yep. will give you a tryout. That's all. No matter where you're at in life. Yep. If you've messed up, Marvin Lewis will give you a shot. That's their motto. Mm-hmm. That's their motto. You need a second chance. You screwed up in life. Apply with Cincinnati Bengals. Thirty-two oh one, East Meridian Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. All right. Four two four two. Thank you very much. Statement game, big dog. That that term is often overused, but that was the first thought that came into my. I didn't see it, but heard some of the highlights and uh, certainly saw the result. And and when the Pittsburgh Jets game, to me, well, that's the first thing that came into my mind, a statement game. And the Pittsburgh Steelers making a statement, hey, we're still pretty good. And the, New York J- and, and the Jets making a statement that we might not be ready for prime time yet. 27 for the Steelers. 10 for the Jets. Statement game, agree? Well, we, let's not re- – you know, we can't read everything too much in the game one. Let's not read too much in the game two. I'm not that surprised that the Steelers won at home against against the Jets. I just – the Jets aren't going to score 48 points against every team in the league and have, you know, two receivers have two touchdown, you know, catches. That's not going to be a, a consistent theme for them. So, uh, a, a statement game, if you want to call it that, yes, coach, because the Steelers really needed that win badly and they, they go out and they put a thump down on, uh, on the Jets. Mm-hmm. All right. And final game to talk about, although we actually have a pretty good Monday night game, actually one of the better ones. Um, well, I can't say at the season because the season's young, but one of the better. Monday night matchups in recent history. We'll talk about that in a second. But to finish it out, the Buffalo Bills written off a little bit after game one, bounced back in a big way. And the Kansas City Chiefs, who a lot of people thought, you know, were going to be one of the surprise teams, even a few people picking them to win the AFC this year, maybe, you know, go the distance and, and head to the Super Bowl. They lay an egg. Buffalo 35, KC 17, C.J. Spiller, the start. Yeah, C.J. Spiller with a couple long breakaway runs. That's what he's known for coming out of Clemson. That he's he's a pretty good back, and uh, it's good to see Ryan Fitzpatrick get a win as the starting Bills yep. quarterback. Because ever since they gave him sixty-two million dollars, his record was two and nine going into yesterday's game after he signed that contract. Ouch! Yeah, that's not good. Do you like to be the owner? Here's sixty-two million dollars. Oh, we suck now. Not good. <laughs> usually, uh, well, we should mention. Fred Jackson, right? Their star running back out for, I don't know about the season, but he's out for an extended period of time? Yes, yes, Coach. So and now they got uh, C.J. Spiller. C.J. Spiller was the kid who was a great, great college quarterback, one of those exciting players who was making the transition to NFL running back. No, he was not the quarterback. He was always the running back. And really? As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm still at, I'm PO'd at C.J. Spiller because he was supposed to go to Illinois and at the last second decided to go to Clemson. I thought he played quarterback at Clemson. He was always he was always the runner. You sure? I, I don't remember who the quarterback was there. I'm trying to think. It was the it was the Charlie Whitehurst was their quarterback, who's now the backup at for the Seattle Seahawks. Look it up, Charlie I Whitehurst. I don't, quarterback wanna, I don't want to question the big dog's knowledge, but I still I still feel like I've seen C.J. Spiller playing some quarterback. But anyhow, Buffalo, 35, Kansas City, 17 it was a great. 
Sorry you missed it, though, but uh, I'm not going to say it's the greatest weekend in recent history, but it was a very, very entertaining week two of NFL football full of upsets and uh, end result, a whole lot of one-on-one teams. And the Bears are one of those teams, and now everybody thought that the week three game with the St. Louis Rams was going to be extremely easy. Well, the Bears players better play some really good football if they want to go Mm -hmm. two and one after playing the Rams this next week. Yeah, it's going to become, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people had that circled. Bear fans is a big game, but the entertainment value, the excitement value, at least in the buildup of it, is going to be a lot better than we thought, Big Dog. Could be a pretty decent game, Sam Bradford and company. Yeah, I have to agree with that. That's going to... They're the type of team with a power running game that usually mm-hmm. affects the Bears in a negative way. So hopefully they can uh, shore up and blow up a little bit next week. Well, you can be sure right now Bear, co- Bear players are resting, but the Bear coaches, and uh, later on today, I will be going back to my palatial estate and start drawing up some ways to defend Danny Amendola. We'll be hearing a lot about Danny Amendola in the next week. Uh, all, I can know, all I can say about Danny Amendola is he will fumble uh, – if he has 15 catches next week against Charles Tillman, that's three fumbles. <laughs> oh, man, Tillman is so good. How about in that Packer game? It was a disastrous game. But what a great punch into flag. And by the way, Mike Mayotte, our favorite announcer, you know, that was one of his few misses. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he does a lot of homework. But he missed that one. He was not aware that Charles Tillman has that great tradition. He complimented the play. But he had no idea that was Tillman's. One of his great skills. Specialty. Yeah, that's yes. that, yeah, that's what he's known for, is yep. his specialty. Yeah. You know, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about something that I saw yesterday in the in the pregame. I was able to watch a little pregame of, of the first hour and a half of football before I had to go work yesterday, so I get to watch a little football. And uh they started talking about how some quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers who just went off on James Jones in the game and, and then they went on Cutler. And they started ripping Cutler. And I brought up to you that there was a play where Jay Cutler just started screaming at Jamarcus Webb when they come off. And then he chest bumped him. And when he walked past, he started laughing and looked like was laughing with Jamarcus Webb and yeah, slapped you, him on his ass. You, you got that wrong. No, I was the only one who saw the, I was the only one who noticed him laughing. Yesterday they started ripping on Jay Cutler about how he can't talk to They showed that whole clip and right when Cutler like chest bumps him, they caught it, and they don't show Cutler laughing and slapping him on the butt afterwards. I'm like, why are they trying to make? Jay Cutler was actually being a good teammate at that point, but they actually turned the whole tide on the whole situation yeah. and made it look like he was absolutely just berating. Jamarcus Big Doug, I, I hate to differentiate with you, and I wasn't going to bring it up, but you know, I think you got it completely. I know you brought that point up. I think you got it wrong, and, and everybody. Everybody, uh, you know, has pretty well, that, much said the, the same thing. I, everybody thinks they're right and they're not right on this particular okay. point. He's actually trying to get right. Demarcus Webb you're, to play football. You're seeing something that uh, none of the rest of us saw. And the other, and, and if you were correct, I would have thought at that point, Jamarcus Webb, Jake Cutler, a Bear teammate, would have come out and said that. No, guys, you got it wrong. The silence speaks a lot of words, Big Doug. Nobody is is differentiating. Nobody is differing with the media's depiction. Are athletes going to come out and, and, and yes. always at every single thing that uh, it, the media is wrong about everything? They've well, been talking for hours about all the well, you got this wrong yeah. and this got this wrong. But they made they made, they've made a big point of that. Jay Cutler is getting lambasted, and of course, people are finally starting to figure out what I've been saying for the last couple of years. But that's besides the point. People are lambasting Cutler. The big issue. The big point they're bringing up is that Jamarcus Webb play. If there was differing views, 
That would have been brought up already, Big Dog. Some teammate would have spoken out. No one has. I, you know, I, I know you think you saw what you saw, but I, uh, I didn't see it, and I didn't feel it. And you can, at the time, you can, you can feel it because they did show it on TV. And I, you know, maybe you're right, but I, I, it's not the impression I got. Oh uh, no, just let's get off it. Demarcus Webb needs to start playing some better football, and whether it takes the quarterback yelling at yeah. him or giving him a big hug after every play, it's okay, Jamarcus, that Clay Matthews is wearing me. It's okay, <laughs> buddy. Go get him next time. I mean, what, what's the guy supposed to do? He drops back and keeps on getting hammered by a grown-up man who picks him up and drops him out of his head play yeah. after play. Eventually, he screams at his offensive tackle. Yeah. I have no problem with that, okay? I, I really don't. I have any problem. Tell you uh, what, as, you know, ba- as bad of a beating as he took in the Packer game, he, <laughs> woo, is he getting smashed in yeah, the media. That, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm talking These guys. Everybody ripping him doesn't have 260-pound guys that run four seven forties running into them yeah. at full speed. He's not the he's not the first quarterback to face a lot of pressure and get knocked down a little bit. It's how you handle adversity, Big Doug. You know that you said that many times in our airwaves. And Jay Cutler's ability to handle handle adversity sucks. Thank you. I think he steps up though. I really do think he okay. steps up. But I just think every single thing has been uh, like against this guy and last mm-hmm. year after the Detroit game people wanted Cutler dead and he played five like incredible games after that he's going to go on a stretch like that soon mm-hmm. it'll be very soon too all right before we uh, touch on college football well, you know one hour show we can't get to it all we'll definitely do some college football tomorrow but before we get into that dog you said you were working all weekend out on the uh, beautiful Chicago River in the kayaks meeting and greeting some of the finest people in the city of Chicago and some of the visitors, of course. Uh, any entertaining, sad, glad, anything uh, happened that we need to know about in the lake? Uh, i, I got to tell you something. We, we had rescues this week. There were – I had the most chaotic, crazy weekend. Uh, there was a film crew filming something, and I'm not kidding you. So we paddle out to the, to the Michigan Avenue Bridge, and a police officer comes up to me. He's like, you guys got to get out of here. I'm like, okay, we're oh, moving yeah. back this way. I ran and into the, that. And the guy's like, no, you can't go that way. I'm like, I got a group of 35 people. And he's like, too bad. And he did the zip it to me. I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, <laughs> I started screaming, you can't zip it to me. I don't kill it. I started swearing. <laughs> they were filming because I ran and I was down I there on Wednesday. They were filming a, a Bollywood film, I believe. Right? I have no idea. Okay. There's always movies going on. There's constantly something filming. But they made me move my group. And I'm like, you realize I'm in the other direction? I was like, I can't paddle into the lake around and then back down the North Branch guy. So he gave me the zip, and I was not happy, Coach. All right, so you ran into a deal with it. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? i got 35 people on the river right now. Gentlemen, you know, I don't know, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> the police officers get a little too puffy-chested just because they were a bad. Yeah. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. What about now? You said you had to do rescues. Did you actually have to jump in the water and rescue anybody? I don't jump in the water. I get people out of the water. Ah. You know I say? Like, I stay in the boat, and I pull them out of the water. So these are back. kayakers, I'm assuming, that accidentally fall in? Not everybody was kayakers. Some people just fell in the, into, the, into the river, so okay. I had to go get them, drag them out oh. of the water, and, and then throw their ass on shore and just make fun of them to my group. My group <laughs> loves that. I'm telling you, you want to get good tips, just have somebody fall into the water and have you rescue. Like, well, see in the middle of a story, so I'm like, and then Roger Plant would kick you in the teeth if you didn't pay your bar bill. Hold up, everybody. And the next day, I just paddle <laughs> over and get some guys, pull them off. You know, like, I said, grab the back of my kayak. I paddle, 
bring him to shore and throw him up there, and then I come back, and then I'll be like, and his wife Kitty Plant, she was five foot eight, two hundred seventy five, and then everybody's like, oh, he just started right in the middle of the cracks. People have coached. I always get better tips whenever I have to save somebody in the river. Now, me and David Olson have been uh, semi inundated with uh, big dog criticizers that are saying of late that you are actually setting uh, implants, having people purposely fall into the river so that you can rescue them and then look good to create more tips. Please tell those angry citizens that there's no truth to that. I won't, I won't do that, Coach. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you credit for creativity, if nothing else. Yeah, whatever it takes, Coach, whatever yeah. it takes. How were the uh, the tips acceptable over the weekend? It was the, it was the worst weekend for tips that oh. I, I've had. Come on. I made uh, $26 yesterday. Normally, I, I make around 120 26 And then the day before, I made 61 So I made $87 in tips. Wait Normally, a I make about 250 in tips. A you week. got you got 30 people that you take out on the kayaks. Yeah. All right. When they come back, um, you know, at least 10 or 12. Well, of course, there are groups, and obviously each person in a group isn't going to tip. So if there are seven or eight groups out of the 30. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, 35 people. Okay, and let's how how I, you know I'm just gonna say it. Only white people and only Asian people tip. Every other race does not tip. Interesting. So like I don't know if you if you're insulted by that because you're not. I'm sorry, but and I'm not making fun of you. It's just it's just playing out. Mm-hmm. And we get an extremely diverse crowd, and I give people the best service no matter what their color is. But mm-hmm. I'm tell you straight up right now, as the whole entire year has gone by, I have had. One African American tip me, one, and I've had one in two years of a person of Middle Eastern descent tip me in two years. So that's why. You don't, so don't be surprised that every once in a while I don't get any tips. I'll go to a tip. I'll just look to the guys. Don't be. Don't expect anything today, fellows, and the laugh, and we'll get like five dollars in tips. Mm-hmm. And then another day, uh, we'll get like two hundred and fifty dollars in tips. What is and the uh, twenty bucks? The biggest tip you've gotten? Um, no, uh, usually it's, um, like 45 year old women, they'll give me like a, a 50, uh, uh, I got, I got, uh, the other day I got 200 from somebody. What? Uh, yeah, the, the, I, I did a tour and they, the guy was like, that was the most phenomenal tour I've ever been on in my life. It was amazing. And he gave and, you uh, two? And, and he, and he, and he handed me, he stuffed it in my hand. He's like, look at it. And he walked away and I looked and we we're $200 bills. Wow. I was like, yes! <laughs> I, just, you... I yelled it really loud. He turned around and like, give me the thumbs up. Like, you deserve it. That was cool. That's unbelievable. Uh, last year, I complimented a girl on how expensive her, her dress was and started making fun of her because why is she wearing a $500 dress out on the river? <laughs> yeah. And uh, she came back. She's like, you have really good taste. And she, and she gave me a $50 bill. Wow. When she made her boyfriend pay, <clears throat> at, at the beginning, <laughs> which was really cool. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so, so you compliment the girl's her. dress and... Uh... And the guy has to give you a tip. Yeah, that's, that that's a beautiful thing. Right. Hey, you got about a minute left, big dog. I did my uh, I did my good deed at the start of the show. It is a Rosh Hashanah. Uh, any thoughts out there to our fine Jewish brethren listening to the show? Celebrate it. A happy Jewish New Year. Uh, I, I do a lot of Jewish history on my historical <laughs> tours, so please come on out. I'll be more than happy to, to talk to you. And I've done my good deed for the day also, and so is Lily uh, someone that I know was in jail last night. Uh, stupidest reason ever. All I got to tell you is the suburbs cops really need something better to do. And uh, so uh, Lily Wu, excuse me, Lily the Lilac, got in her car, drove out, picked us up, 
took my buddy to Naperville so we could bail my other buddy out of jail. Wow. All these people without, but they were drunk, and uh, my buddy did not want to drive drunk, so left his stuff here. Lily picks this guy up, drives him to Naperville in order to bail the guy out of jail. That's... So Lily Wu has done her job of uh, doing something good for the day. That I is, uh... the best girlfriend on the freaking planet, Coach. Don't, don't, use, don't lose that young lady, big dumb. Well, you have no idea, Coach. I do realize how special yeah. of a girl she is. I love a lady. She Everything is. I've heard about Lily the Lilac, outside of the fact she has one of those pocket-sized dogs, everything about Lily the Lilac we love. By the way, I love that pocket-sized dog. Cute well, cute. that makes one of you. But we love Lily the Lilac, more importantly. All right. Yes. <laughs> we got to wrap up the show, dog. Say goodbye to uh, all the folks out there. Be safe, and you're off the lake. You got a day off today, right? Say goodbye to all the folks out there. And yes, you got a day off. No, no, I'm on. I am scheduled to be on the river every single day until October. I God work bless. every day, coach. God bless you. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Two guys, one mic, talkzone.com. We're back at you 10 o'clock tomorrow. Don't be late.